Welcome back to the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks and Arnold Reasons. And we're back with a special kind of episode. Special, special, special. Something a little bit different. Mm. What are we saying, Tolu? Well, I think this was your idea, so I think you should explain the vision, make it plain, write it down, well, on podcast. Well, basically, we, like, both of us like music. Um, I think that's an understatement. Both of us really like yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think we've got, like, a range of, like, music that we, we listen to. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, just in conversation, we know that music is one of those things where there's a lot of good stuff out there that a lot of people just don't know about. Yeah. I feel like when I was growing up, right, Christian music was really, really bad. Oh, like Christian days. rap, Christian rap, <laughs> where she, like, it was just so bad. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people remember that. Yeah. And a lot of people still think that it's like that. That's like almost like the brand. Yeah. Christian, yeah. Christian and, rap music and stuff like that. And you know what? Yeah. God bless the people that went first. Yeah, because I don't want it to seem like we're just adding those people like, bro, there was nothing before. No, for real. They had to do it. They had to do it, but they didn't have money. You know, like yeah. the talent wasn't as developed. The producers weren't saved. Oh, my. <laughs> bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> these people really went through a lot for yeah. us to have what we have now. Real talk, man. We, so had, we had nothing. We had nothing. We and that's nothing. when that's when. You know, that's when it was really okay to just, you know, A, B, C, one, two, three. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but we've yeah, come a long way since then. And I think way. it's one of those ones where, like, there's so much goodness out there that we just want to share it. And I think also yeah. even take the opportunity to, to even just break down some of what we are listening to, some of the concepts that come up, some yeah. of the different ideas that are provoked. And yeah, just let the, almost the song script the podcast episode yeah and so yeah so For this sure. is the first time we're doing it um and we hope it's a blessing if not tell us that's right tell because us if it's a curse is good, tell right? us if it's a blessing yep um and tell us if it's more something that you want to hear more of as well because we've got a long list of songs that i'm sure we can bring to the table and and this is the thing right because for me i think music has well obviously has two parts right so it's got the beat yeah and christian beats now bang yeah yeah there are so i'm like so i'm like this is actually banging bang so much that they make you miss the the content content. (laughs) But, but now the content is so rich yeah like some of these things i'm listening to i'm like it's like ouch like yeah ooh, yeah like yeah, yeah it makes you think mm. and that's why i'd also challenge is that like as you start to engage more with christian music actually really start to key in on some of the messaging that people are paying out for real because now the beat bangs like yeah. that's not even an issue anymore yeah but the content is really for me what is is, is blessing yeah and, and it makes a huge difference because i think as believers we have to move past the stage where we almost just have this rigid view of I listen to Christian music Christian music is all I listen to without actually filtering through Through. the music that you're actually listening to and what it's really saying and what it's really about yeah Um, and I think that also helps with our how we engage with people who are Christians and non-Christians alike because it moves past this whole thing of you must listen to this type of music and so long as it has that label on it Mm. it's acceptable Mm. and if it doesn't have that label it's not acceptable Mm. we move past that and we actually start to really rationalize and reason through mm. what we're listening to the why concepts that are being provoked why yeah. we're listening to it and is it something that's actually helpful mm. or actually hurtful mm. to what we stand for it's so true because so i 
used to do basketball sessions in the morning. Yeah. And like basketball is best with music. Yeah, yeah. So I used to play like Christian music and stuff like that. And there'd be other guys who'd be like listening to the music. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize is that sometimes they're deep in the lyrics that I'm not even deep in. Honestly. Like that, you know? Yeah. So it really makes a difference, you know? And people start singing about the lyrics and stuff. I'm like, wow. Like yeah. this stuff is actually like engaging with people in a way they might not even know. Yeah, man. You know, so real. it's actually really important. For real. And so with that, we're going to introduce the track for this episode. Now, honestly, this artist um, is he's actually one of my favorites. Bro, real talk, one of my favorites. Like, hands one down. of my favorites. And I think it's because I think sometimes in his songs, he goes places where people don't normally go. Yeah. And he also speaks about things that I think are just the real things yeah. that happen in life. Yeah, yeah, He um, doesn't take himself too serious. Yeah. That's like what I love. He's, like, yeah, he just he's like a loose... He's just, yeah, just chill. <laughs> he's loose with you. You know, just chill. And yeah. uh, I actually had the privilege, so he performed at Big Church Day Out a few oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. Bruv, it was lit. Yeah. <laughs> it was so lit. And I don't even use that word very often, but yeah. that's the only way to describe that yeah. experience. Like, yeah, he yeah. was just... He was just super chilled, super yeah. like, just fun. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Yeah, and so the artist is none other than Andy Minio, mm. and the song is "Honest to God." Mm. I'm gonna read the full title. I don't know if that's actually what it's called, but "Honest to God" Ty Shane hyphen DSTL. Ah, so this is one like this is one of the reasons I love Andy Minio, right? Yeah. And so this whole album, I think it's called "Work in Progress." Yeah, 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 yeah. Or something like that, right? So it's a bunch of things that he recorded. Better just release yeah just yeah. record so that title is probably just like the working title for the song okay that's yeah, why yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that 1.0 as well sorry i didn't have that part right so this mm. is this is the work in progress title and he just released this whole album of let me just make sure it's actually called work in progress yeah it um, was i remember it so yeah and that for me that really shows because in a lot of this stuff he's like being vulnerable in the moment mm. you know where so there's one of those songs um i ain't done mm. and he tells you the story of i ain't done and he's like i'm in the tour bus or whatever yeah and i'm just realizing like i yeah, might be done yeah, yeah. and he's like sick 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 it comes with a good story yeah, so, yeah. that's good man so yeah without further ado andy minio Honest to God. Say that. 
thanks for everything that they did. Life is fragile. We here for a blink, then an end. The definition of family the same for the friends. The loyalty thicker than the blood that's under your skin. Them honest moments. <laughs> How often do we have them? Real one. Can I have one? We going public with our highlights. Uh, private with our sin. Throwing up pictures at the party. But not the one throwing up at the end Oh Lord, honest moments How often do we have them? Even with our closest hard questions Hope that they never ask them Ironically, they feel the same We both acting Feeling like a joke That's why I try to keep them laughing Crisis happened in my faith I felt trapped in Didn't know if God was just something I imagined Meanwhile, people got questions They asking me about Jesus But I ain't got the answer, Sway It's crazy when you know for your faith You supposed to give it But you never get grace So show up on stage Put on that face I'm just trying to hold on Hope I finish my race, uh And I just want to hear him say Well done How I feel right now Well done Ain't nobody asking me how I'm doing They just like Hey yo, where the next album? Here it is, honest to God That's all I can be They wonder, oh, any girl Don't tempt me And as of late I'm looking into therapy Forget scaring other rappers Man, I'm scared of me Cause mental health issues In my family tree My grandmother died of Alzheimer's last time I see her, yo, she ain't even remember me. I gotta wonder if the same ends meant for me. Yeah, went through depression in December 2016, the worst year I could remember. I was sitting at the table with my wife, started weeping, tears falling down my face. I ain't even know the reason, started reading. Learned it's my body's way of releasing stress that I've been carrying over these seasons. Uh, and in my darkest time, friends are what I needed, but I hadn't sown there, so it wasn't much for me to really reap it. Losing faith in things that I once believed in, even myself. I think Satan sent his illest demons. Must be doing something right to get this opposition. Meaning I should go the hardest when I feel like quitting. God kill me if I ever start mixing personal ambition and call it the righteous mission. Cause from a distance, most people couldn't tell the difference. That's the thing that make me ashamed to say I'm Christian. Got they lying on your name on the television. Uh, and Benny Hinn getting Benjamins. Uh, and now I get it why most hate religion. Cause division and oppression is what been depicted. But two choices, young man, make a decision. Throw your hands up and say forget it or be the difference. Four minutes of sharing how I felt. Honest with y'all, cause now I'm being honest with myself. Honest moments. How often do we have? So that was Andy Minio, honest to God. So, 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 so much in this song. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin. I'm telling you, I think let's just go through top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a bumper episode, people. Strap Honestly, yourselves in. Literally. Okay. I feel like, for me, just conceptually, Mm. I really like the idea of this song. Yeah, yeah. Because it's also like he's so like you know with David, right? Mm. Where the Psalms are really him pouring himself out to God. Yeah. Right? And that's what I like about this is that this is honest to God. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a saying honest to God, like I did it, but there's the duality of this is me being honest Literally. to God. Like yeah. and I love that concept. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think the, the opening line, honest moment, some days I'm too afraid to create. And like, I feel like we were created to create. Mm. You know, like we were created to impact our environment, impact our world with what we have within. Mm. So like when you think about Adam, like one of the first things God said to him was about naming the animals and that kind of stuff. So he's creating names for the animals. Mm. Like there is something about humans who where we're made to create. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's saying some days I'm too afraid to create. For real. And I think even the following line as well, because I'm fearful all my greatest ideas have gone to waste. What does that mean? Is that like the regret of ideas that he's had that he's done nothing with? Or what is that? Like, what does that mean to you? That's what I'm thinking it is, because even after that, I know that if I would, they would probably be good. But who got time for being good when you want to be great? So I imagine like Mm. the idea of knowing that you had some amazing ideas that you did nothing with Mm. in previous times. Mm. And so you feel like if I do something now, Mm. it might be good. It's not going to be as great as it was. Mm. It might be good, mm. but if it's not going to be great, then what's the what's point? The point? And I feel, to be honest, that's how I feel. Like sometimes we can be such perfectionists, yeah, yeah, that we just want everything to be so great, so amazing, hundred percent. But actually, firstly, we're very harsh on ourselves as people, yeah, right? Yeah. So that idea that you might be thinking, mm, it's just good. So other people are like, that is great. Yeah, yeah, you know, literally. Like, like this album of unreleased like random stuff I'm I like think this is great it's probably the best the stuff be- that I think I've heard from him honestly and and you know what the thing is like even that whole section I, I really I relate to it yeah because I yeah, can yeah. think about so many different times from whether it was writing yeah whether it was just creating content in general like times where I think about okay I've done some stuff in the past and I'm like yeah man it was great and amazing but I'm like like even like the book let's talk about that yeah, the book, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm vowing that by the end of 2020 that book must be released uh, because it's not the only book but that book in particular must yeah. be released but like when i think about even that i think about the idea of writing books in general mm. like there's a lot of stuff that mm. i have in terms of concepts for books to write mm. um things that i've even written out the plan content and stuff like that but i then look back on things like that and i'm thinking man like it's taken me all these years to even get that out which Mm. i thought was something that was really good at a time Mm. and so i see the same kind of conundrum (laughs) that goes on in my mind where i'm like is there even any point um do you know how i feel right is that so when i look at like what i'm doing at the moment right my instagram is still better yeah yeah and i'm just thinking i need to get the pictures so perfect yeah because when people look it needs to be great yeah but what i don't realize sometimes that right now yeah when people look at my instagram they see nothing yeah yeah they don't even see good (laughs) they see nothing (laughs) so sometimes having something out there yeah right that you iterate on that you get better with is better than nothing because like we didn't have the iPhone 11 straight away. Yeah, you know, yeah. We had the three or whatever the first one was yeah, like. Around bulky thing. Right, <laughs> but they iterated. They got better. Like, yeah. and now it's great. Yeah, man, it's true. And and I think I can also see that in part of that challenge is the challenge of because when you first created whatever those things that you now look back and say they're great. Yeah. You didn't necessarily think that at the time because you just had nothing to compare them to. Exactly. It was just you created with almost like nothing Nothing. to put it up against. Mm. And I think it's almost that idea or that way that we as human beings like to always improve on what we've done already. Yeah. 
and in that situation it can sometimes almost feel easier to does it feel easier to start with nothing to compare to versus to come back having started previously i i don't, I don't know, know what's more difficult i feel sometimes like starting with nothing yeah so like if i come to you and i say let's build this thing from scratch it's, yeah it's quite hard yeah but if i come to you and say this is what i've done so far yeah and then i ask you to critique it it's so easy to critique what somebody's yeah. already done you think so oh bruv especially if you haven't done it yeah oh i can critique all day <laughs> <laughs> like, but to get to the point where that idea is shaped and formed and down and moving yeah is actually quite i, I feel like it's like you know, to get something moving is is harder than to steer it when it's in motion. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I hear you. That's a good point. I think the next bit for me is super critical plus my heart grown super cynical. Mm. And I feel like... That's literally like, what we're talking about. Literally, <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, even yesterday we were talking about how over time you kind of lose that buzz and that shine. Yeah. And that, that joy of just faith and yeah. life. You know, because this is literally what happens. Like, you become cynical because of your experiences. Mm. Because, and like, I don't feel like, well, I don't know if I'll ever go through what he's gone through in terms of this guy is super famous. Yeah. You know, like yeah. people now know him everywhere. Yeah. That is the first point of engagement. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So with that comes a lot of hurt and mm. a lot of heartbreak. And it's very easy for that to erode at that kind of that childlike faith that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you think of becoming an adult, like, bro, it's basically the process of going through loads of things that scar you yeah. and mold you into yeah. somebody. Yeah. 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 You yeah. lose that like childlike, I'm not afraid of anything. I trust you. Yeah. Everyone. Like you lose all of that. And then imagine trying to navigate that, particularly as a Christian. Because when you convert to Christianity, I think in most situations, or maybe not most, I don't, I haven't done the sample to know how big it is, but mm. it's easy to come into Christianity um, with a view that, okay, now that I've entered into this, this kingdom of light, this Christian circle, yeah. it's going to be a place where friendships are going to be the best version they ever can be relationships are going to be the best yeah. version they ever can be yeah. it's almost like you, I'm leaving the world yeah. the world is jacked up yeah. so now I'm entering this kingdom, this kingdom and so it right. can create certain high expectations depending on what we've come in with expectations of and so imagine that coupled with the fact that he's doing music and he's somebody that is being exposed to I think some of the realities of, of not just the harshness of life in general yeah. but even the harshness that sometimes exists and the knocks of journeying as a Christian yeah. where you sooner or later find out that hold on these people are not a bunch of photocopies of Jesus Christ nope. without any sin they're being worked out just like, like I am and so yeah. they can let me down the same way I can let them down Yeah, and so so yes, I can see that even in just like some of the parts that you're speaking about. Because I think some of that and comes in the next bit. Mm. And also in terms of actually now that you're a Christian, yeah. like there are things that you don't engage with yeah. as well. And yeah. that costs you. Yeah. Because he says, um, it's hard to live righteous when it costs residual cuts. Yeah. Which is talking about like me living my lifestyle the way that I do means mm. that some of that money that I could have been getting mm. means I can't get no more because I, I'm not willing to engage in those things that that comes with. Mm. And plus for my faith, that I face ridicule, ridicule, you know? And that's not just, and I think there's two sides to it, yeah. right? Because yeah. I think there's the side of the world is ridiculing you. Yeah. But at the same time, some Christians 
will be ridiculing him oh, 1, for his sake. You yeah, see what yes, I mean? Because yeah, it's yeah. not as spiritual, yeah. in quotes, as theirs is. Yeah, so yeah. So it's like you're getting it from all angles. Yeah, there's no safe place. No. And, and I think it's really interesting as well because whenever we think about ridicule for the faith or Christian persecution, whatever we're going to call it, mm. like we, we always go to what we see in the scriptures mm. directly where it's like, okay these people are preaching the name of jesus they're put in prison mm. they're lashed mm. they're do you know what i mean all mm. these different things physically happen to them because they mention the name of jesus and him mm. being salvation mm. but what that persecution and ridicule looks like in our day isn't always cancel culture. gonna be like that it's can this is it cancel it's culture cancel Instagram. culture is trolls it's the subtle things because pretty much anything that i decide to do or you decide to do that is driven or filtered through the lens of our faith and our relationship with God mm. is potentially something that we may be ridiculed for. Mm. And even though it might not look like it in that moment, it's mm. actually something that you're being ridiculed for your faith. Because it's the reason why you made that decision or you did it's that because thing is because of your beliefs. Yeah. And ultimately, that is the core reason why you're experiencing the ridicule and all of that kind of stuff from um, whichever side it is. And what I feel like is that now, in some ways, if you think about it, like what would you rather would you rather be in prison mm. right which is like more physical there's the mental element of it yeah, too, right? yeah 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 but in prison like you can be more isolated this and that like how many people can be in a prison right? yeah but when you think about social media you are open to the whole world of yeah abuse. like if you've got even like 500 followers yeah that's 500 people that could be atting you literally right just to tear you down become a viral meme in no time Ch like just like that <laughs> like your whole life can change yeah and there's no escape from it yeah yeah like in some ways the mental element of that is heavier than if you got put in prison mm. you see what i mean so it's like it's a totally different type and that's why so many people now have mental health issues yeah because social media it can create this environment where you can't even escape mm. from the abuse or the torture or the persecution mm -hmm. because everyone knows where to at you yeah 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 literally and i like the way that it continues with after speaking about his faith and facing ridicule and all of that kind of stuff but in light of the glory the mm. comments were minuscule mm. like i think it speaks to that that biblical Reconciliation that's supposed to happen, or the, the biblical way that we're supposed to almost make sense of what's happening, what's happening mm. and the, the difficulty and stuff. And yeah, literally, yeah. with the joy set before him, he enjoyed the cross. Enjoyed the cross. And us even endured. Enjoy Did I, I, I said enjoyed it. Well? I said enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> He didn't enjoy it, just he to be clear. That's he not the He endured. Yeah, he's so cross. sorrowful unto yeah. death before it. Um, but yeah, you enjoy. And I think that's it's really an important point because depending on what our expectations are when it comes to the faith and um, I guess some of the difficulty that we can face in this life mm. it's going to determine whether in those situations we are able to come to a place where we say you know what this stuff really sucks it really hurts mm. but in light of what's to come this is it's this minor. is nothing and you don't always come to that place instantly no like sometimes it really does take time sometimes it takes a long time of crying moaning weeping <laughs> lamenting grieving, grieving all of that kind of stuff but just being able to come back to that place is extremely important because otherwise if we don't have that view mm. the knocks of life are going to happen and without that view we have no anchor mm. that's so true
the next lines are <laughs> my wife feeling competition with my career i'm feeling competition with every rapper right here mm. what comes to mind for you i feel like it's really interesting about how he's having different competition feelings to what his wife is feeling mm. do you see what I mean mm-hmm. and I think it's really quite like sensitive to understand that actually when you're doing something everybody in your life is impacted mm. and being able to have that ability to kind of step back and understand okay what is the pressure that my wife is feeling because of this yeah what is the pressure that my kids are feeling because of this yeah what yeah. is the pressure that you know my friends my family are feeling because of it yeah so like for example like when i used to play basketball you'd be gone for like six to nine months of the year because yeah. of season time yeah and you don't think about the impact on your friends and family like mm-hmm. when you're missing birthdays you mm-hmm. might miss weddings you you miss things mm-hmm. and it's like what I'm thinking about at that time is, okay, I'm trying to get playing time. You know, I'm trying to be committed. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. But actually, it's only when in the summer, all your friends are like, I haven't seen you for so long. Like, mm. this is, and you see, you know, kids who were like one when you first were playing and now they're like two. And you're like, yeah. I missed all of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I was so engrossed in what I was doing that you don't even think about that impact. Yeah, so yeah. So I think it's actually really important to think, okay, like for him, like his wife is probably thinking like, it's like he's married to his career. Like, yeah. That is her biggest career. It's not even other women. Yeah. It's like his career, his devotion to that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he's also doing it to be able to create for his family. Like, of course, yeah. What's the balance? It's a really good point, man. a really good point and i think even being able to acknowledge that yeah it's such a powerful and important thing for sure and like how do you find that because obviously like i'm not married yet so yeah how do you find that balance of like career family yeah like that there is that fine line there is that competition right yeah i think i, I definitely think it's one of those things that has to be kept in constant check mm. and i think like, I think one of the things that really works in my humble few years of experience so far has just been keeping that conversation going and I think keeping my ears open as well because it's only through I guess me and my wife we're really open with each other in general and I think it's through paying attention to what's being said in the moment where I or she can realise that you know what maybe I need to pull back a bit from what I'm doing in order to devote myself or to be a bit more present where I am mm. um, and then at the same time I think the communication thing really helps because if I think we spoke about this in the last episode but if I'm in a season for example where I know a lot of work needs to be done mm. I'm not giving my whole life up to do that like forever and ever more but I make sure that we have enough conversations so that she's aware of what's going on mm. and equally I'm also making sure that I keep the balance to not basically make my daily practice seven days a week to just yeah. wake up when everyone's asleep come back when everybody's gone to sleep and pretty much pass like ships in the night yeah. um i have to be intentional about making sure we do spend time together um and i think my maybe my situation's a little bit unique in that as much as i have stuff going on my wife's also got stuff that she's doing too True. and so i think with that 
she also has a contextual understanding of what sometimes is needed to go into it as well. So don't get me wrong. I definitely feel like there are moments where each of us have to recognize that, you know, okay, maybe I need to put it in a little bit more, basically. Um, Mm. But generally speaking, I think, yeah, the conversation being a continual thing helps because if I or she goes too far to the left at any point, we'll be very happy to call one another out <laughs> <laughs> and i think on the receiving end we'll be very happy to receive it because i feel like sometimes some of this stuff is like your family is your permanent people yeah you know and like our careers all those kind of things like yes we're trying to build legacy yeah but your family for me is like your primary legacy yeah right because yeah. What I, don't, what I would never want is for everybody outside to be like oh Tolly's this and that and Come the kids on. to be like but like he was never there for me yeah, it's great yeah. that he was all this to all of you yeah. but to me he wasn't even like my dad yeah, for yeah. me that is like heartbreaking literally that is the pit that I think yeah no one wants to go into man and the thing is the people that have fallen into that pit didn't see it coming necessarily and I think that's the most dangerous thing about it mm. Um. so yeah man and I feel feel like the line after that it says, and she's the only one to be there when nobody cared. Yeah. So my priorities change. Who's even keeping score in this game? Yeah. The price of fame is like quite the chore to maintain. maintain. Like and I feel like that just brings home the whole like this is my permanent person. Yeah. Like when all the lights are off, when everything is done, yeah. You know, you go home to your family. Yeah. They're the people who are there for you. And it's like they need to be a priority yeah right like making sure that they have what they need not just from a from like a monetary or you know materialistic point of view mm-hmm. but even like emotionally mm. you know are you serving your family emotionally and the people that really matter to you mm. so i think this next section <laughs> i think it just needs to be taken as a big hole yeah to deal with it together yeah but record execs always want poly champagne <laughs> It all stops when the record sales. Blah, blah, blah. It all stop. It all stop when the record sale reports ain't the same. <laughs> Who really yeah. love you? Who really love you? Who really love you? Let me ask you again. Who really love you? And not to hug you. <laughs> I feel like that bit had to be said in an American accent because the English is different yeah. to how we speak it. Real talk. Um, to tell you when you act like a, I'm not even gonna go like a let's, sucker. Let's deal with the first part, and then we come back to the next part. I feel like. Is that thing of when things are going really good, mm. everybody's there to celebrate with you, mm. right? When your thing is actually off the ground and everything's rolling, everybody's there, yeah, because yeah. it's visible, yeah. But who, like, you know, there's the, <laughs> there's a line in a song that is not Christian, yeah, that says you weren't with me shooting in the gym, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. But it's true, like, yeah. who is there with you when you are perfecting your craft, when yeah. you're going through those hard times, when you're really like building up. For your skill set like but everyone's there when it's game time and you hit the game winner and yeah. everyone wants to run on the court and like celebrate honestly and then who really like it? who really like it? Let me it to tell you when you're acting like a, a sucker. sucker who really like it? but but that for me is love as well biblical love that's biblical love like there's the verse about better is a slap from a friend than a kiss from an enemy yeah. and I'm like but 
the kiss is what looks like love. Yeah. Right? That's right. Judas betrayed Jesus Come for the kiss. On. Like, talk about it. He didn't slap him. He didn't <laughs> run up and slap him. He ran up and kissed him. So watch the people that be blowing kisses. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> even, for, yeah, anyway. Don't say it. I feel like you were about to say something. Like, sometimes yeah i feel like your enemies are the people who are close enough to kiss you mm. because if if judas was a stranger to jesus he yeah. couldn't just have walked up and kissed it yeah yeah like yeah. there's something about that that actually for someone to really be your enemy like that yeah they've got to be kind of close enough to yeah. really like no i feel i hear you man. i completely hear you but i also don't know how like other than that example how biblical that is so i need to <laughs> <laughs> i really need to look into that a bit more i hear you man i really do hear that and I think, yeah, man, just again, more emphasis to just the importance of loving your friends, your family, your close ones enough to actually call them out mm. when they're, they're when they're up. when they're acting up. Acting like a sucker. Yeah, man. And I think what I really like actually is he's like, that's not rhetorical. Give yeah. a call to whoever it is. Yeah. And he's like, say thank you for everything that they did. Yeah. And it's like even just that call to action of actually don't just think about who that person is like yeah. do something about it yeah because yeah because sometimes it's those little exchanges those little thank yous those little words of encouragement of gratitude yeah that really make a difference because it's not also easy to call somebody out when they're no, not at all man like it's really not that's a cross for real like you to call someone out for real and i guess it depends on what angle you come from because there is a mindset where you can almost oh, come on like uh, you just love yeah, yeah, yeah. No. but like on a real level for when it comes down to the people that you genuinely have real relationships with yeah. your friends your close yeah, loved people ones people you're not trolling on the yeah, internet like when it comes to those people it's it's, it's a it's cross tough. because you don't know if literally after you have that conversation mm. <laughs> that's going to be the end of the relationship Honestly. and that's where like we have to make a decision as individuals as to whether we're going to love ourselves more mm. or love the person more mm. because loving yourself more is making the decision to say you know what i'm not going to go there because mm. it preserves our friendship it's going to preserve the friendship yeah. and it's going to allow for me to continue to enjoy what we do have yeah but to love the person more is where you make the decision to say that i'm really enjoying this relationship and this friendship or whatever else it is but, however mm. for the sake of this person's future their growth maybe even their eternal destination mm. I need to have this conversation with them because I feel like and this is how I try and filter things right mm. is that I know that I have preferences and yeah. I have things that are personal to me yeah. right but I try and say okay outside of my preferences and what I'm even willing to allow yeah if this person does this same thing with somebody else mm. how will it impact their relationship with that person yeah because yeah. that's really what it's about right it's not just about okay that annoyed me yeah but actually like if that is a behavior that when you get out into work or into a public situation you're gonna get fired real like you're real gonna quick. lose friends like <laughs> and, <laughs> because not everybody would deal with the same stuff that yeah. you might be willing to deal with yeah yeah and my parents always said this thing about like what you do at home is what you do outside so if at home I'm burping and doing whatever like <laughs> like okay that's my home yeah. but then that's what I do outside yeah. and that's when you do that in front of your your boss and he's like this this guy done lost his mind like <laughs> what are you doing yeah you know <laughs> and I think that's the thing through that like, having that filter and that's where like it's not enjoyable really when you really have to tell somebody something mm. because of the impact that can have like it shouldn't be enjoyable in that way mm. So the next section 
mm. that grabs my attention. We go in Burley with the highlights. Yeah. Grab it with us in. Yeah. Throw in the bitches at the party. But not that one throwing up at the end. Oh, low. On his moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like, like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy social media. Yeah. I feel like it's promoted that culture. Yeah. You know, like your highlights, your reels, yeah. your this, your that, like just five, ten seconds of Literally. just goodness. Like a picture that is just on point, filters mm. them everything up like <laughs> you know like you don't see that you know that dark filter yeah you know yeah. Of, okay this is what i'm struggling with mm. you know and i feel like social media just perpetuates that because all we really see is everybody's goodness we don't see the and that's the other thing right is that a lot of sin is a well sin is a heart issue mm. that manifests in behavior mm-hmm. so sometimes people can have the right behavior but not the right Heart. Yeah, yeah. And there's no yeah. Instagram filter for this is Come what I on. really thought when I actually said this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't exist. And you know what? That reminds me of the two things Jesus spoke about where he spoke about if you're angry with your brother, you've already committed murder. And if you look at woman with lust, you've already committed adultery. Um so yeah, so when you were saying that it was reminding me of that same parallel of the the heart issue and what goes on in the inside versus what we Express. maybe see yeah. done in the physical. It's really good man and i think even with that point about social media as well like i don't know i've i've been on a journey with this social media thing where like i think my relationship with social media right now is very minimal um i come and go i used to be there a lot more i think on facebook years ago but now yeah man i'm just i'm not really there the way that i used to be um but I think one of the things that I acknowledge is that I don't think the problem is solved by everybody boycotting social media. No. But I think even by being able to understand the real climate of what's going on in social media and the fact that this is going to be your best bits, this is going to be a place where you know people aren't necessarily going to talk about the, the the difficulty and the challenges they're having in private offline. For sure. Um, some people speak up a bit about that, but the majority. The, the general tone and the etiquette of social media is that you don't and and I think knowing that is something that can liberate people who do use social media to free them from things like comparison feeling yeah. inadequate yeah. from looking at the highlights of others and then you measure that against your own life and you're like whoa how does that work and you start feeling inadequate all those kind of things that you see are the side effects For sure. just by knowing that this is the this climate is this is what's happening yeah. that truth yeah, will set, we'll set you free. And I feel like there's the other, <laughs> the other element of the truth will set you free is that as people who create content, yeah, yeah, you have to be willing to be vulnerable, yeah, and to be truthful with people, yeah, and but also position it in the right way, yeah, in terms of this is how I feel, yeah, this yeah. is what I'm going through, but yeah, so this is what I'm doing to work through it yeah because sometimes it can just turn into like run mode yeah and people just just purge themselves yeah, of whatever they're feeling but that's also not edifying mm. so like, i feel like there is a place for being really open and honest yeah but also sharing that journey of okay this is how god is seeing me through it this is how i'm engaging with it yeah in whatever way that's really that's really a good point as well because i think for where we do know and we can identify the 
the pitfalls, mm. we can counter punch mm. and counter attack by playing into it. So for example, even with like business, for example, yeah. Mm. I'm when we have spoken about it on the podcast, I even on podcast and off podcast, whenever people have had conversations with me, I don't downplay it. Mm. But I also don't hide mm. some of the the, the mess and yeah. the realness that sometimes <laughs> goes into it, because I know that it is a thing where culturally there's almost the assumption that oh yeah you've got a business you're doing this it's like ha 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 you're running things like when in real life it's no, not that no, at all it's no, not as glamorous as it looks it's and really not. there's a lot that there's days when you even think about quitting bro I've had conversations with you even <laughs> in the last couple of weeks <laughs> and real. days. Where yeah. I've even had hot moments, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I think it really is about, yeah, like you said, as content creators, as people that are still present on these platforms, yeah, being strategic enough to know, okay, so if I know that a lot of people might be struggling with comparison because they feel inadequate for whatever reason, yeah, how about I show them some of the realness, the realness. about what goes into whatever's going on, so that they can at least see <laughs> number one my humanity and take me off a pedestal and number two even see their potential relatability to it as well because i feel like people don't realize what goes into that that highlight reel or yeah. that one picture yeah like the 3 a.m oh, that go days. into like they don't realize literally man you know they don't realize at all even with our closest even with our closest hard questions hope that they never ask them mm. ironically they feel the same with both acting mm. those comments feedback I really like that mm. I feel like the richness of friendship is in those hard questions mm. like that's where you guys that's where you really get to know each other. Yeah. Like the good times are all like they're fun. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But they're for me they're enriched by those hard questions. Yeah. Because when you can see in that good time, right? Yeah. Like for example, I remember when you got your car. Yeah. Right. And because I knew the journey to that car, <laughs> yeah. it was so much better. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because we've had those hard conversations yeah. around that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when you see people enjoying yeah. what they now have, yeah. because you had those hard conversations and those hard questions, yeah. and you've seen the journey, for me, it just makes it like a bazillion times richer. Yeah. But in the moment, you're like, why are you asking me these questions? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is yeah. horrible. Like, yeah. this is awkward. But it makes everything so much better for me personally yeah man all about the elephants man oh rough. just highlight expose call the elephant out and just have that conversation because like i think even when i think about relationships friendships and stuff like that it's literally mm. those difficult questions that have sometimes led to difficult conversations yeah. but ultimately ended up in so much richness yeah for sure and i think that it's those difficult questions and conversations yeah. that will almost qualify the relationships yeah. that are really <laughs> worth maintaining. <laughs> Maybe even in that season. For sure. Um, For sure. It gives you a foundation. It gives you something to be able to go back to. Yeah. And I, that, you're gone. No, I was just going to say, and it actually... It doesn't mean that because you're not able to have those difficult conversations, you write people off. It right. just helps you to place where different relationships yeah. on where, how, like where you want to place them in a yeah. court, out of court, yeah. holy of holies, like all of that kind of stuff. You get to position 
what depth that that relationship really is allowed to have. Yeah. So yeah, can you say something? I was gonna say I feel like that's what God also does with us. Yeah. Right. Is that some of those honest moments that you have with that's that's why I think it is it's honest moments, yeah. right? Yeah. That you have with God, where you can just be you and you see how He responds. Yeah. That's what you go because I think about some situations that I've been in, and like I just. I just remember how God responded yeah. in those moments where like I was just like crushed mm. and I just remember that so even when stuff is wild mm. you know the one thing I'm sure of is God in that like he was there yeah yeah like, God God always does what he does like <laughs> yeah. he does you know it's like it's us that don't do what we do or what yeah. we should do and I feel like God has created us in that way yeah. And that is also how we interact with others is that like those honest moments, that yeah. vulnerability, yeah. you know, giving people the opportunity to respond and they won't always respond in the right way, mm-hmm. which is the sad thing. They won't always respond like God does, but like that is how we build, you know. Yeah. For real. So this section, right, I think is really worth unpacking. I'm feeling like a joke. That's why I try to keep them laughing. Mm-hmm. Crisis happened in my faith. Mm. I felt trapped and didn't know if God was just something I imagined. Mm. Meanwhile, people got questions they asking me about Jesus, but I ain't got the answer. I think even that next bit is kind of crazy when you're known for your faith. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to give it, but you never get grace. Mm. So you show up on stage and you put on that face. I'm just trying to hold on. I hope I finish my race. Mm. Yeah, let's deal with that whole section together. Because, like, do you know what? This one's actually a very close to home one right now for me. Because, like, I think these conversations that we have with people who may be at a point where they're wrestling with the faith, Mm. wrestling whether they believe in God Mm. overall, let alone Jesus, the Bible, and all. When all of those things are in question for someone, maybe they're not even someone that's converted, but they're just someone that you know. Like, how do we, how do we tackle that? And I think even more so, probably based on what he's speaking about here, contextually, being someone who has been known as a Christian or who has been maybe doing some things under the banner of Christianity for a number of years, but has come to a point where they seem like they're a little bit wobbly. Because I think that is a season or that is a part of someone's journey that at face value, like, I guess the Christianese thing is almost panic. Like, because we think about the way of eternity, we think about, but if they don't believe in God, if they don't believe in Jesus, then they're doomed, they're going to perish, they're going to they're gonna perish, they're going to burn eternally and so on and so forth. You're even kind. You- <laughs> I, I, I honestly feel like sometimes people aren't even thinking that. Yeah. I feel like with someone like Andy Minio, people are like, I knew he wasn't Christian. I told you. Da, 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 no, da, you're da. going there. You're going there. No, like genuinely. Now, yeah, you're I, going I, there. I feel like if, if that's... <laughs> that episode's if, happening now, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to it in another episode. Yeah, we'll but, come back. But I, I feel like that's, that's what we do is that like, we're almost so suspicious of everybody. Yeah. That we're trying to prove that people aren't who you they just say write them are. write them off as a force real convert. quick yeah real quick because you're like oh i always knew like see he didn't quote scriptures and this and that and da, yeah. da, da, da. but like what if he's genuinely just having a crisis of faith because yeah. when we look at peter like we talked about sifting before right yeah yeah peter who walked with jesus yeah 
every day. He saw everything. The yeah. man walked on water. Like, he denied Jesus yeah. three times. Yeah. And Jesus gave him grace. Mm. Right? Mm. Jesus didn't say, oh, you were never a convert. Da, 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 da. Mm. No. Like, Jesus gave him grace. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are, there are times that people are going to wobble. Yeah. You know? And actually, what do we do with that? Yeah, man. And I think this is so important to for us to take a step back from maybe our jerk responses and reactions yeah and actually allow people to journey because i don't think this might be something that people might not be happy to hear me say but i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing when someone comes to that crisis point and the reason why i say that is because what i found one from my own experience um of coming to a Mm. quote-unquote crisis point and from the experience of those that i've seen around me it's a time that almost causes you to reassess yeah. why do, why you, do believe you believe what, what you believe, believe? Yeah. what have you like what have you bought into it? and that's not a bad thing in some senses because if you've grown up in church or if you've been around the church for any length of time it's easy to like take on a lot yeah. of things just because especially when you're maybe less experienced maybe less um aware and and yeah i think you have different types of people i'm the kind of person who is a thinker and so as time goes on it gets to a point when i have to start asking these questions and and i think something i found from my personal experience and even from the experience of those that i've seen go for a similar thing around me mm. it's coming to that place where you ask those questions that you really in your genuine and your sincere pursuit of truth are sometimes able to really arrive at a much richer experience with god than you had before and you're able to even bless others on a much richer level than you were before for sure because there's a verse um, that I was thinking about that says about to give a re- to give an answer yeah, for the yeah. reason yeah. why you believe. Yeah, and it's in um, it's in First Peter uh, three fifteen. Yeah, um, and if you've never really thought about why you believe, mm. what answer do you give people? Oh, because I grew up in church, mm. and they're like, well, I didn't grow up in church, so yeah. it's not for me. But actually, if you can talk to people about why you believe, yeah, and you've actually understood why you believe, and that's why I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Well, not kind of. I agree with what you're saying in terms, of, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of it's a good place for people to get to and to yeah. go through. Like, what's sad is that some people get to it, but they don't get through it. Yeah, and that's what's really sad. But actually, when you come out of the other side of that, yeah, you're a much stronger believer. Yeah, yeah, and and. And it's about creating the space for us as those who are in the faith to almost give people the space to ask those questions. Because mm. I think sometimes when people ask those questions, they just keep getting the knee-jerk responses, yeah. like the ones you mentioned. Oh, because I'm a Christian. Oh, because I was born in church. Or because this is what the pastor said. Or because of this is what so-and-so said. Mm. But I think it's even a call to action for us to even, as believers ourselves, go deeper into understanding why we believe what we believe so that when people have those same questions mm. we're either able to help them proactively to journey through the questions by maybe sharing some of the notes of what we where we maybe asked the same questions before mm. or two we're able to give them a context where we just trust god with them because that's that's what it takes oh, in that situation yeah, yeah. It, like in that situation that the one of the knee-jerk responses is oh i need to, I okay let to me just it. let me fix this right yeah, now let yeah. me give this person the sinner's prayer and convert them in baptize them in yeah, 10 yeah, minutes yeah. No. you get what i'm saying but when we 
take God at his word. Romans 1.16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power, power of God, God unto salvation. salvation. Like the power of God is not in our hands. Mm. It's in the gospel. And the gospel is something that relates to Jesus Christ, to God and the power that God demonstrates through it. And so we can take a step back. We can breathe. Mm. We can literally just trust God with that person at that stage in their journey. Do whatever we can to be a help to them. But then at the same time, not make the mistake of almost trying to micromanage that part of their journey. Because it takes faith. And I mean, like, it doesn't mean you just leave them to go figure out. Like, you go into your closet yeah. for those people. You do your part. You know, you do your part. Do Where your you part. can send and share resources, do mm. that. But, like, we contend knowing that this isn't just a flesh and blood thing. And it's not always necessarily going to be in one conversation that this person is going to pass through this part. But I think that's the other thing, is that growth takes time. Yeah, right? yeah. And there are going to be some situations where you have a burden to share something with somebody because it's literally like they could, they're, they're going to die tomorrow. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But when you look at most people's journey, there's that process of this person sowed, mm-hmm. this person watered, mm. God brought the increase. Mm. Like there's going to be times where you might be that last person before mm. they die. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, really, it's going to be like you play your part as part of their journey. Mm. So that time pressure that we put on ourselves sometimes mm. isn't as necessary as we think, you know, because that can also make us ineffective because we come across in this really like head up way like, you have to, yeah. you have to, you have to, you have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. And so the next section, and maybe this might be a good section to finish up on says I just want to hear him say well done how I feel right now well done ain't nobody asking me how I'm doing they just like hey yo where the next album so a couple things came to mind for me number one obviously he's talking about feeling well done I thought about like steak like you roasted dry done (laughs) d-o-n-e yeah um and I think feeling exhausted mm. and all of that kind of stuff, but knowing that your desire, your true desire is to hear God well say, well done. And mm. I think also just the the loneliness that he's speaking about, mm. where nobody's asking him how he's doing and they're just focused on the next album. So it's almost like they're so focused, the people around are so focused on what he's doing, his mm. performance, mm that they're not realizing where he's really at um i feel like we're a very output driven society right yeah yeah so like you're measured by your outputs and your outcomes like what are you producing yeah which in a way kind of makes sense because we're made to create yeah but it's like there's the relationship element of it too Mm -hmm. and that's what i love about when you see in genesis it's like yes god gave adam stuff to do and to create and to do Mm. but at the same time he would just come down and chill and talk with them in the Mm. cool of the day like it was both sides you know and even like when you see about um like mary and martha Mm. you know jesus was saying like mary is doing the needful thing Mm. you know she's in that place of relationship that place of intimacy it's not all about just outputs 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 yeah and for me it's like the outputs flow from that place of intimacy and from that place of rest and chill Mm. you know and so i think even as 
people who have friends and family mm. it's like checking in on the person and not just their outputs and their outcomes yeah that's real man I took the well done bit like well I'm done ah yeah it's wordplay right there bro. yeah like how am I feeling right now well, well done done <laughs> yeah but I think yours also works in terms of just like I feel well done like, <laughs> I'm just finished there's no moisture left in me yeah and well done is like heat for a long time right yeah yeah like being on the pan for too long even though I do like some well done I don't like blood and mustard so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that is that brings us to the end of this podcast episode yeah that was that's definitely interesting once again it was all based on Andy Minio's song Honest to God you can check Andy Minio out on Instagram yep. Spotify, Apple Music everywhere, please go all check out up. the music and there's more lyrics to the song check out the song, show some support and if you're interested in following him I think his Instagram is at Andy Minio sure A-N-D-Y-M-I-N-E-O yeah, go check it out and let us know what you think of the format yeah for real suggest some songs yeah that's a good one <laughs> if you've got a song if you got a song that you want us to get into send that suggestion our way yeah if you want to be on the show to discuss your song come on come on now. talk about it yeah because we like to promote good music you know and talk about bad music <laughs> 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 no but yeah literally thanks thanks again for, thanks for listening. listening to another episode we pray it's been a blessing mm. if you like it share it if you don't if you like don't, it let us know let us know don't just talk about us talk to us please. come on sharpen <laughs> tell us what you don't like yeah. till next time thank you